Welcome to Habs Unfiltered. This independent podcast is featured on the Hockey Writers and iHeartRadio, bringing you honest and unfiltered entertainment and discussion on the Montreal Canadiens and hockey news. Your hosts, Matt Smith, Treg Wilson, and Blaine Putney are proud to be one of your trusted sources. If you are talking about it, so are we. Ladies and gentlemen, Habs Unfiltered presents Toxic Tuesday with your host, Treg Wilson. Do you have a problem getting big city slams? Are you not getting the gains at the gym? Well, don't mortgage your future on rental supplements. Get Bergy Arms. Bergy Arms will get you the gains you need. Bergy Arms gets rid of all the bad attitude and builds better character so you can get the gains you need. Get Bergy Arms, Bergy Arms, Bergy Arms today. Not a real project, mate. They make you trade your favorite player for a mountain man. Do not use, if you're healthy, if you want it loyalty, buy a dog. Welcome back, Habs fans, for episode two of Habs Unfiltered Presents Toxic Tuesday. I am your host, uh, Treg Wilson, uh, at Treg33 on Twitter, and I put up a, a poll, uh... There on Monday to uh, see what you guys wanted me to rant about is what I said. or uh, uh, So it was either the price trade, the, all the rumors about that uh, nonsense, uh, ex-players being booed, uh, the playoffs, and what are the Habs chances or not chances, and uh, all the above. 36% picked all the above, so I'm going to, in my 30 minutes of uh, ranting and raving and going on about this, this is what I'm going to talk about uh uh, I'll break it up. We'll put a commercial in there so, you know, I can get paid five cents or whatever it is uh, for the viewership. I want to thank everyone who listened into this last week. I uh, made a pretty good debut, and I hope I can add on to this uh, this week. Uh, I hope you listen on uh, Friday, Saturday when we release Friday, Saturday when we release Habs Unfiltered, the new, now new independent and more unfiltered uh show with uh matt smith and blaine potfin and i and uh hopefully you continue to listen to this and continue to that and grow please subscribe on your favorite uh podcast place uh we're on spotify apple all over the place anyway getting on to it so we'll start with the price trade so there's a bunch of rumors that price and weber should get trade because burge van's doing a rebuild or a reset or whatever the hell you want to call it uh i don't see the value in trading Price right now, not because I don't think he should be traded, but more because I don't see what value you're going to get back for price in the meantime. Uh, up until the no tr- or the trade deadline, uh, the only team that can really afford Price's salary is Colorado, uh, and that's only if they take the whole thing. But really, what are you going to get back from Colorado uh, if you're trading an elite goalie like that? Unless you're uh, Rajan Ul, um, you want quality back. So, of course, if they're going to trade Price, Grabauer is going to have to come to the other side, uh, which is a no-brainer. So he's part of the deal. Uh, and then you're going to have to, you're going to want a prospect. You're going to pick. You're going to want a first overall pick. Now, if Colorado's picking uh, Price to go to the Cup, then you're looking at a high pick. You're looking at 26 or higher, maybe even the last pick, 31st, if they win the Cup. 
So, uh, yeah. So is that is that you know? So your first overall pick's not going to be a great one. Uh, it is a deep draft, but it's not really that deep. So basically, you're looking at a late first, which is technically an early second, if you really want to. I don't know. I'm just going to throw that out there. You can disagree with me. Uh, and then you got to look at maybe getting a prospect. Now, the Habs would be smart. I mean, if they're getting rid of price in that, you can almost say they're on a complete rebuild and give us five years. So, really, you're looking at a prospect that's going to come up in maybe two to four years and start making a difference. Uh, if you're looking at the team still wanting to make the playoffs and be a contender and do it soon, then you're going to want some guy who's already NHL ready. And Colorado's not going to give up any of their already NHL-ready prospects. That is for sure. Now, their top prospect, who is Bowen Byram, uh, he would be what you'd want back. He's that defenseman that the Habs are looking for. But, again, Colorado's not going to give him up. Uh, Shane Bowers could be another guy, 19 points, 29 games in the AHL. Uh, he could be a guy that comes back. He's a center, but the Habs are full of center. Alex Newhook, another guy playing in the NCAA, 17 points in 20 games. He could be some guy that comes over. Or Connor Timmins, another defenseman playing in the AHL. Uh, and maybe Martin K, uh, a Czech player uh, playing with the Colorado Eagles, 9 points in 22 games. Mate, that's who you're looking at, maybe their top five prospects. At least that's what they were coming into the season. And it looks like it could be that now. But I don't see maybe the lower end. Maybe you're looking at a uh, uh, a, a Bowers or a uh, uh, Kayute. That's who you're going to get back for Carey Price from Colorado. Because they're, if they're giving up a first, they're not going to give up one Byram. And they're not going to give up... Uh, any of their top players, like Newhook, uh, or anyone even playing with the team for that matter. So that's kind of out of the question. So you're not going to get anyone that, uh, especially a young player, which is the Habs are going to want, who's really going to make it. Like you're not, you're not going to get a McKinnon. You're not going to Landeskog. Maybe you might might be able to pry him away at five point five million, but that's roster players. You're not going to rant and you're not going to get McKinnon. You're going to get, you're not going to get Makar. You're not going to get anyone that could make a difference in uh, uh, Montreal right away. So you got to look at prospects that are going. So having said that, so now you're giving up price. You're probably, no matter who it is, even if it's Colorado, going to have to eat some of that salary. So now you're giving up price for a first pick and a, which is going to be a late pick, and a mid-level prospect, probably not a top prospect, maybe a player that's playing for the team, maybe. I, I, I don't know. I don't know if Colorado's going to go that deep if they're already giving up whatever. And you're going to retain some salary. And of that salary you're going to retain, you're probably going to have to retain... 50% of it, maybe 40. So you're looking at five and a half, maybe 4 million. So now you're paying $4 million for price not to play on your team. And you got a late first round pick. And, you know, I'd say a middle to top level player. Nothing special. Maybe. Could turn out to be special. This is, of course, just me. You know, I'm not a scout. I'm not an expert. But any other team in order to get rid of price if they want them. And you you got to look at teams that are going for the cup. You can't look at teams that are, you know, in the basement that are going to give you a good high draft pick because 
what the hell do they want Carey Price for? They're not winning anything. You're you're putting and why would Price want to go there? Uh, no other team can really afford him, even if you take some of his salary. And I, I don't think that's a good idea for Montreal. I don't think Montreal eating some of his salary just to get rid of him, just so we can, you know, rebuild for five years, is the answer. I I, I truly believe the Habs as we speak are two maybe three pieces away from being a good playoff team maybe if the young guys develop the way we all hope they will look like they will develop uh then yeah i say we're two to three pieces away uh so i don't see the reason and right now in the off season maybe you'll get a better deal out of it to someone you know because cap space cleared up with uh ufas and stuff like that and you have a lot of but then there's the other there's the other question the why give up price and who's going to want price in the off season when there's a ton of UFA goalies uh, ready to go uh, next year? Uh, so, I mean, top UFA goalies. You're looking at uh, Anderson from from uh, Ottawa. You're looking at, uh, you know, there's a lot of uh, goaltenders and uh, the free agency uh, in 2020. Uh a lot more than it was last year because if trust me if they were above the last year then we would have not Keith Kincaid on our team but uh, you know someone even better uh, so yeah so there's there's another uh, thing you got to look at too next year is who's really available you know I mean you have uh, Robin Leonard you have uh Oh, sorry, not Robin Leonard, but Mike Smith's going to be available. You're going to have Cam Tablet available. I mean, they're not going to be, or Cam Talbot. You're not going to be, they're not going to be like headliners or anything. But you really got to look at uh, Brandon Holpe's going to be a uh, going to be available. So you really got to look at who, uh, you know, you can probably get those guys cheaper than $10.5 million for price. So right then and there, you're looking at... Uh, uh, yes, Robin Leonard. Sorry, Robin Leonard, Braden Holpe, Thomas Grease, Grice, Yaroslav Halak, all kinds of guys who've been showing years through year after year that they can uh, do some. Jacob Markstrom, um, and so on and so forth. I'm not going to get into all of them, but there's there's a lot of goalies that can 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 uh, take that spot. Corey Crawford's another one. Uh, Mike Smith, Craig Anderson, Jimmy Howard. Uh, the list goes on. Uh, that could take the price, you know, if, I mean, if you're already a pretty good team with a pretty good defense, then you could definitely, uh, go without carry price and be okay. Uh, and save yourself probably $6 million, $5 million. Now I'm not saying Craig Anderson's going to go to Colorado and win them a cup. I'm not saying anything like that. I'm just saying there's a better goalies or not better goalies, but goalies who are playing just as well now. They're going to be UFAs in the off season that are going to be cheaper than Carey Price coming over to your team. So having said that, trading Carey Price, I think is right now is just a dumb move. Uh, it's not going to work for anyone. I don't think uh, Bergevin and uh, Molson are set on a rebuild. I think they're set on what they said it is as a reset. I think their plan is to build around the core that they're they're building now with Weber and. Uh, uh, price being used like uh, Chara and Rasker being used in Boston. Yes, I know Boston's prospects are a little bit farther ahead than ours, and that's why it succeeded earlier. Uh, and 
Yes, I get it. When everyone else is ready, they're going to be two years older and stuff like that. But who cares? Who cares if they're two years older as long as Price can still stop the puck and Weber can still uh, score and play defense? Uh, Anyway, that's my rant on the Price trade. Uh, I truly believe it's not going to happen. I don't think it's going to happen really anytime soon. I know my co-host on Habs Unfiltered, Blaine Poffin, did a wonderful article for the Hockey Writers uh, about him being traded. I don't see it happening in season. I really don't see it happening in the off season. Maybe, maybe a trade to Seattle at the expansion draft or at the around expansion time. That could be a possibility. His wife's from there and he's from Vancouver. Good place for him to go. He might accept that. And you have to take into consideration the no trade clause. I don't think Price wants out of Montreal. Uh, the last win there in overtime, he certainly didn't look like he wanted to be out of there. He, he The last week or so, he's been reinvigorated and wanting to play. So, if you think Price should be traded, I see where you're going. You want to rebuild. You want to start from scratch. But if he gets traded, be prepared for a lot more lean years than now. And if you're one of those ones that complaining of 3 or 4 and 4 or 5, then you're going to have to get used to, you know, four of the next five after this. So, uh, uh, to not make the playoffs. And I, I truly believe this team healthy would be in the, in that, in that reach to make the playoffs and in that area of, you know, as a matter of fact, if you take half of the 16 games we've lost and the two, eight game losing streaks and we win them, we're actually in second place in, in the, in the com or in the division. So that, that, that's that now we're, Right now we're sitting six points out. Could be anywhere from six to eight to ten. By the end, Florida has two games. So between now and the All-Star break, well, Montreal has the day off, or the week off, and uh, we'll see how that goes. So we're going to go to a couple commercials. I'm going to come back and we'll talk about ex-players being booed and what I think the Montreal's playoff chances are and maybe what they should do after, at around the trade deadline. All right, we'll be right back. And I'm back after those lovely commercials. Thanks for sticking with me. Uh, we're going to go into the last segment of the show, uh, and we're going to uh, talk about uh, maybe what I think about the playoffs and uh, ex-players being booed, which is kind of a thing, kind of not a thing, but I'm going to bring it up anyway because, I don't know, I have some opinions on this. Uh, before I get to that, uh, if you go to cgiant.ca, if you want to go to a Canadians game or a Rockets game or any game in your area or whatever you want to do, any type of event, go to uh, cgiant.ca, uh, seat use the promo code UNFILTERED20, and you'll save some money on your next ticket. So be sure to go there and do that and save some money on us, the un- unfiltered people. The Toxic Tuesday isn't always so toxic. As a matter of fact... Someone complained about me not being too toxic last time. I say to him, yeah, up yours. Anyway, uh, uh, continuing on. So, booing players. Montreal has a little tradition of booing ex-players when they touch the puck on the ice. Uh, when P.K. Subban came here this year with New Jersey, uh, there was a big uproar because they were booing him every time he touched the puck. Although, people seem to ignore the fact that during the introductions, there was a, actually a quite a big cheer for him and it's not the fans that they hate him it's not the fans or whatever it's just something we do if your name's not Saku Koivu you're going to get booed when you come into our uh if you're an ex-player you're going to get booed me personally I don't boo anyone I, I just don't see the point uh 
Now, Pacioretty was just in town with Vegas, and, well, he, he got booed. Now, again, that's what they do to ex-players. He got booed. However, what I'm not agree with, he also got booed when they showed him during the anthem, which I think is wrong. During the anthem, you know, just shut the hell up. Listen to the anthem, sing the song, and carry on. Uh, you shouldn't even be booing or speaking or doing anything during the anthem anyway, unless you're singing, uh, unless you're singing along with it. Uh, however, I don't know. Things are, it's, there's so much Pacioretty, P.K. Subban, yada, 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 blada, blada, blada. And it's over and done with people like, Habs fans are going to boo. You pay your ticket to go in there, boo, cheer, do whatever you want as long as it's legal and it's not offensive and it's not hurting anyone. Uh, if you're, if, if you're, you're, you know, you don't like people booing, then, then fine. Don't like it. But you know, this, why, 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 why complain about it? You know, like, and don't give me this. Oh, oh, he's done so much for charity. You need to respect him. You don't like him. You don't have to respect him. I mean, I, I don't know if it was a mistake, but actually I kind of meant it. I, I kind of said, uh, back in the PK time, uh, when PK was getting booed and Twitter went on fire because it was PK and he gave, he gave $10 million to charity. Well, no, he started a fund that's going to raise $10 million for the hospital, but okay, whatever. He's still doing his part. He's doing, still doing a great job. PK is still a great person. And he's still doing something, but just, if you don't like him, you don't, you don't have to respect him for that. If you don't like him. And I, I kind of said, you know, the Hells Angels give a lot of money to charities. And I'm not comparing P.K. Subban to the Hells Angels. What I'm saying is you don't have to like people because they give cha- give money to charity. You don't have to respect people because they give money to charity. Like, anyone can give money to charity. doesn't mean they're a good person. doesn't mean they're a bad person. And I'm not saying Subban's a bad person. Subban on the Hells is one of my favorite players. I still like him. I still hope he does well. Uh, I'm not even going to get into the trade. I don't care about it anymore. It was a long time ago. He's he's on a totally different team and whatever. It's all, it's all done and gone with, but if you want to boo, boo. If you don't want to boo, don't boo. Don't complain about people complaining about booing and don't complain about people booing. Just mind your business. Let people do what they want to do. As long as it's not hurtful, offensive, hateful, then who cares? Let them boo. Let them do whatever the hell they want. It's their business. Anyway, done with that. Rant over. On to the next thing. Playoffs. Well, Habs fans are fickle fans. You go on an eight-game losing streak, and it's the end of the world. Trade everyone. Fire everyone. There's no plan. Our team is terrible. Oh, my price got to be traded. He's horrible. He's never been good. He was lucky to win all those awards. Coming from the same fans, and I'm grouping everyone together, because not everyone thinks the same, who say, we're only where we're at because of Carey Price. We're only where we're at because of this and that, and yada, 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 blah, blah, blah. Well, guess what? We won some games after that first eight-game losing streak. And then everyone's like, oh, we can make the playoffs. Because that's time. We were only three points out. And I even said myself, we're only three points out. We're not that, even with an eight-game losing streak, which was really an eight-game winless streak because they were actually 0-5-3 and, and they actually gained three points. But then we go on another eight-game losing streak, which was even harder because we only lost one game in overtime. And we only collected one point. 
well, not we, I'm not part of the team, but the team only collected one point. And then everyone was like, oh, this team's terrible. Trade them. Get rid of everyone. Again, fire everyone. Oh, Galant's available. Hire him. He's going to be the best coach ever. He's going to be better than what we have. Personally, I agree. If you're going to fire Julian, fire him now and hire Galant. Little things of that. Galant's not really French. He's from PEI. He speaks a little, I think, but he's not He's not a French guy. Uh, also is why. Julian didn't lose the room. The players don't want to not play with him like Tarion. Tarion lost the room. Price. Nobody wanted to play for him anymore. That's why he got fired. And he only got fired because Julian became available. And if Montreal is smart, they would stop that. They would just hire the best coach or GM available. As for Bergevin, should he be fired? No. Because you know what's going to happen? A new GM is going to come in. He's going to want to do it his way. He Maybe he said, I don't like this plan. We're going to rebuild. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. And we could be set back five more years. Or he could come in and change the world, but I doubt it. At the situation we're in now, you either keep the GM until you find out that he's really not moving forward at all. Which, in my opinion, now Bergevin's moving forward. This should have happened three years earlier, but it didn't. So let's, let's carry on, right? Uh, in two years, and I've been saying all year, 21-22, if the team's not at least a playoff team, maybe close to a contender, then fire Bergevin's ass. Get him out of there. Bring someone else in because obviously he's not getting it done in a time frame that's acceptable. Took LA, Pittsburgh, all these times, 10 years. 10 plus years to get rid of that. Look at San Jose. They haven't even won one yet. Doug Wilson's still there. Maybe not for long, but he's still there. So don't give up on everyone. But give up. If you're going to give up, give up for the right reasons. So now the Habs are winning again. And now people are talking playoffs. But now we're six games behind Florida. Seven games behind a wild card spot. It's that seven games. Sorry. Seven. Seven. Um, talking baseball. Seven points. I don't see it. I don't see it happening. I just don't. Uh, the person I follow on Habs, Lori, she does the answers to the call of the wild. She had a good point. I kind of argued with her or, or disagreed with her earlier about Bergman should have got uh, Col- uh, Kovalchuk earlier, two weeks earlier. And I said, well, maybe he wasn't available or, or it wasn't the right time at the time. She goes, no, he should have got Scandella and Kovalchuk earlier. I said, I don't agree with that. But now I do kind of agree with Cole. Not so much Scandella, because I think there was more to the Scandella thing and why it happened. But maybe she, maybe she, I think she was right. I, I changed my mind on this. And if you're listening, Lori, and I hope you are, you were right. You should have got Kovalev two weeks earlier. Because uh, if you would have got Kovalev two, two weeks earlier, maybe he would have, he's that finisher they were missing. Of course, then again, when we got Kovalchuk, a lot of people thought, why are we getting this guy? Nobody else wanted him. He's washed up. He's eight points in eight games. And, th- and this is where Hab fans get funny. Now they want to re-sign him, throw money at him, keep him, do whatever. Uh, we're gonna, you know, he could push us into the playoffs and help. Sure, he can if he keeps playing the way he's playing. Uh, but what happens when Druin gets back and Gallagher gets back? Armia's already back. So what happens then? So when Gallagher gets back, Kovalchuk's not on the top line anymore. Druin gets back. Who's Who's on the second line? Because you got Domi and Suzuki. They're not moving anywhere. So where's Kovalak and Druin going to sit in? 
Is Kovalchuk going to go in a third line with Kotanyami and Armia? Or is Druin going to go in a third line with Kotanyami and Armia? Who knows? And then where does Lekkonen go? Does he get dropped to the fourth line? Lekkonen's a third line player. He should be on the third line. I mean, it's a good thing to have. It's a good thing to have where now you have three, four, maybe four lines that you think, oh, geez, any of these lines can put the, the goddamn puck in the net. Great. We're going to do all right. Well, we're still not going to make playoffs. I, I don't think they're going to make it. I think they're going to be close. I think they're going to draft between 12 and 15, which isn't really that bad on this one. I don't think you're going to get an impact NHL player between 12 and 15, uh, but you're going to get somebody. Uh, so to me, playoffs are out. Uh, I think we'll finish close like last year. Not as many points. And I only think we're going to finish close because I think teams ahead of us aren't going to run away. Toronto's sliding. Uh, Boston's not even doing all that great right now. The only team that's doing really good right now is Tampa. Florida's playing well. Florida's, you know, I don't think we're going to catch the wildcard teams. I don't think we're going to catch uh, uh, Carolina. And it kind of escaping me who the other one is. I want to say Columbus, but I don't think that's right. Uh, we're not going to catch the, the wildcard wild teams. We're not going to, uh, we're not going to, it is Columbus. Hey, I'm a genius. Uh, you know, we have Toronto, Buffalo, Philadelphia, everyone ahead of us. They all have more, less games than I do. Florida plays two games, uh, during this, the Habs bye week. If they lose both, we're still only six points out. If they win one, we're eight points out. If they win both, we're 10. Uh, I think Carolina has one game. Uh, Columbus might have one more game. Anyway, we really got to rely on other teams uh, losing. And and to me, if you have to rely on other teams losing, then the odds are very, very slim. I'm not saying it can't happen. I'm not saying it won't happen. But I'm telling you now, folks, let's not get our hearts set on on making it. But I do want to see the team fight for every point, every game, and take this right to the very end. I'm not a, I don't believe in tanks. I think it's stupid. And if you're an athlete, and if you played, and I've played semi-pro sports, I've played mostly amateur, and no one at any level ever wanted to tank for anything. Uh, everyone always wanted to win, even when you knew you weren't. Uh, and that's just the way it is. So, that is the Toxic Tuesday for this week. I'm Treg Wilson, at Treg33. Hope you enjoyed the show. Hope you keep listening. Hope you subscribe. Hope you follow. Hope you do all that stuff to make me a media superstar. I'm just kidding. I'm not going to be a superstar or anything. But uh, please follow. Don't forget to follow my co-hosts, uh, Matt Smith and Blaine Potvin at uh, Snakebite350 and Potsy underscore 70. And don't forget to listen to another great podcast that's out uh, called Have a Listen. Uh, Louie and Gibby, along with Vin, my old Vinny boy who changes his name every other day. Uh, don't forget to listen to them uh, this week. I'm going to say they come out on Thursday. They're going to correct me. They're going to be all mad at me. Uh, we're going to bring our show Habs Unfiltered on Friday or Saturday. We haven't decided. We're in between. And I hope you keep listening. I hope you keep following. And thank you very much. Have a good week. And I'll be back next week with some more rants. See ya. Thanks for listening to the show. Again, I'm Treg Wilson. Hope to hear you next week. I was told not to use uh, Britney Spears as my intro, so I'll use it as my exit. Everyone, have a good week. I'm Matt Kundle, host of the Sound Off Podcast the show about podcast and broadcast. 
Since 2016, we've been speaking with amazing people who have populated your ears for decades. Legendary broadcasters, research wizards, talent experts, podcasters, voice talent, almost 400 stories, all for free. Subscribe or follow the Sound Off Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or at soundoffpodcast.com. Do, did, will, the Story of People podcast is now available on the Crier Media Network. The first five episodes are here and feature some incredible guests that fit into one or all three of those categories. Ready? Tara Sloan from the San Jose Sharks, Undercurrent Podcast at NBC Sports. Marianne Iveson from Iveson Voice and the Let's Take This Outside podcast to talk about the world of outdoors as well as voiceover land. Ariana Hunsicker, future Canadian Paralympic swimmer, already winning tons of awards for this country. Scott McGregor from the Hot Wallet podcast to dumb down the world of crypto, Bitcoin, and NFTs so you don't have to. And Jackie Holowaty from Climate Pledge Arena in Seattle, Washington, the first net zero carbon certified arena on the planet. Wherever you get your pods, wherever you watch your pods, and on the Crier Media Network.